What's going on, Niner fam? It is Peter Lucas. This is the Niner Fanatic Podcast. And another Sunday, another victory for the 49ers. Man, like this was, this one was, it was one of those 49ers Seattle games. Uh, A lot of just coulda, woulda, shouldas. A lot of just muddy water. A lot of just it's really a grimy game and that score was much closer than it really should have been. Uh, 49ers really kind of dominated this game. And it was really the only reason why it was close is because the 49ers kept making mistake after mistake after mistake. But before we get to any of that, we're going to start with the music. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to know, are you ready for start time? And once again, it is Peter Lucas. This is the Niner Fanatic Podcast. And once again, 49ers victory. Another victory on a Sunday. And as they beat the Seattle Seahawks 28-16, I thought they were going to get to 30. Uh, But the 49ers just kept shooting themselves in the foot with penalties and just mistakes. And it it really wasn't a good game by the 49ers. I'm going to say that. Defense played well. Uh, for the most part, they they gave up a few big plays, which is and uh, they got and the Seahawks gave the like they just got so many opportunities in this game because of the offense was just constantly shooting itself in the foot, penalties, uh, miscommunications, bad throws, uh, fumble. Uh, I mean, it, it just, the list goes on and on. And it was, it was just really kind of silly. It got silly after a, a certain amount. Like the 49ers should have blown these guys out worse than they blow, blew the Eagles out. Let's just be real. And I heard, I saw a lot of uh, people on Twitter basically saying that, that, you know, the 49, it looked like the 49ers came in off of a, a really emotional victory against the Eagles. These were just execution issues. This was just a bad game. It was just execution. Uh, to me, that's not that it wasn't like they were running a tick slow or this was all communication and this was uh, concentration issues. Uh, Bosa gives them gives them life after uh, like, uh, yeah, at the end of the game, like, I mean, just mistakes, mistakes. And then we have a, a scuffle and people get kicked out of the game. The and Diamador Lenore, nobody understands why he got kicked out of the game. I don't, I don't understand. I still don't understand why he got kicked out of the game. But let's just start off by saying the Seahawks are nowhere near the 49ers, talent level wise, uh, skill wise, coaching wise. It doesn't matter what it is. The 49ers didn't play the greatest of games uh, today, and they still got the victory by going away just off of, I mean, DK Metcalf. 
Metcalf needs to be really discouraged at this point. He didn't do anything after the first after his first couple of catches in the first quarter. Nothing. And that was after Shavarius Ward went out. Like uh I I they tried to force feed him the ball. Uh, and I don't understand what Greg Olson was talking about. He said that he wasn't targeted after the first quarter, but he absolutely was. They they just couldn't force feed him the ball. Uh, Drew Locke, honestly, looked better than than uh, Geno Smith has done in the past. Not that it was much different. Uh, Drew Locke still got sacked four times, and uh, he had, but he ended up with a ninety two rating. He had 260 yards, 69 yards passing. He did have two picks, and he probably should have had like four. But, and sorry, I got the hiccups right now. But the, let's start, let's start off there. Instant reaction show, right? Make sure you give this video a like. Make sure that you give it a subscribe. Make sure that you hit the bell so you get the notifications for when I go live. Uh, We're going on, we're live on Twitter. We're live on Facebook. We're live on YouTube. Uh, after I will be posting this to the uh, the podcast, the audio side. So if you don't feel like looking at my face right now, always you can always just come back and listen to the audio version. I don't care how you get it, just get it. But so let's start off. Let's start off with the quarterbacks because uh, quarterbacks, like I said, Drew Lock to me didn't really have a bad day. I thought that he took full advantage of of the fact that the 49ers were did not have a lot of tape on him. And they were and like Pete Carroll normally does, like Pete Carroll normally does against the 49ers, he pulls out all the stops. They had a great play call uh with that tight end leak play that the, that they had uh for the touchdown. That was a great play call. You got as a 49er fan, uh you still got to give him credit and like that was a great play call. But I would say that Drew Locke didn't play bad. Um, he did have two picks. But, I mean, you've got to pull out all the stops. When you're when you're going up against a team that you are severely outmanned, severely outgunned uh, in all asset, in all aspects of the of the uh, the roster, you're outgunned. You've got to pull out all the stops. You've got to get um, you just got to try some stuff. And that's what I felt the Seahawks do. They always do an excellent job of keeping the 49ers on their toes and and uh basically just threatening it can it, anything can happen on any given down. Pete Carroll First off, let's start by saying Pete Carroll is one of the dirtiest coaches on the planet. Okay? And and I, I know that you're wondering how I'm getting to that from where I was just talking about, but I am we are fully aware that Pete Carroll tells his guys to play out, to go out there and play as dirt. He doesn't care how dirty they play. He 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 loves those guys. He drafts all those guys. And they are like the anti-49ers. Whereas the 49ers draft guys about their character and the 49er way, like the 49er type of guy. Uh the Seahawks do the exact same thing, except they're the exact opposite. They want the dirty guys. They they want the guys that aren't afraid to cheat, aren't afraid to hold, aren't afraid to uh, to throw punches, aren't afraid to just do some dirty stuff to get what they got where they got to get. And it's so it's always fun to see Pete Carroll get beat. But in like it's always it's always every single time. And I know Pete Carroll's whole mantra is 
just keep cheating. They're not going to call all of it. They're not going to call all of it. So, so just cheat. And if you get caught, okay, we'll we'll deal with it at the, at the time it comes. But it never failed. Like when you meet that meet that Seahawks team with physicality, they get dirtier, and they get and when they get beat, they get frustrated, and it turns into what it turned into at the end of the game. That's why DK got frustrated. Uh, is because he's, I mean, he's he's a he's a, he does a lot of this. And but when he gets shut shut down, he can't handle it. He wants to take his ball and go home. So that's his way of taking his ball and going home, getting kicked out of the game because you just can't take it anymore of getting shut down. And some people might call that uh, feisty, and uh, but I call it a lack of character. <laughs> I call it a lack of character. I call it a lack of accountability. Like uh, that's. That's that's whiny crybaby stuff that you can't t- you can't take the I mean do better do better um, so and I got some people in the chat appreciate you guys coming through David McNiner in the house appreciate you my brother what a Pete got the W it was a crazy day in the NFL it was it was a lot there was a lot going on today but the crazy game let's just say it crazy game. They should not have been – all the mistakes that the 49ers made, they should not have been in this game. I mean, Brock had a pick. Uh, Ayuk had a fumble. Like, uh, they they made some bad plays in this game. And defense didn't necessarily play good in the beginning of the game. They had to get – they had to figure out what Seattle was doing. But, yeah, then then they, they hunkered down took control of the run. They shut down the run game, shut down. Uh, they started shutting down uh, Drew Locke. And I really think that this might be San Francisco's new way of of handling quarterbacks, period. Of the whole bracket cont- playing contain to make sure that they can't just getting, just kind of encasing them and like kind of contracting, making it smaller and smaller. And it's creating turner- turnover worthy plays. I think it's I really think that it's a good strategy. Uh appreciate you coming through, David. And oh, make sure that you check out him and Brian Culp when they do their show. They have a page on uh on YouTube. Really good guys, really good content. Uh make sure that you give my guy a follow on Twitter as well. Uh Keith Murphy, the unbeaten. DK is a hothead, Fred Warner Baden and perfect. Exact. Fred has a great does a great job of getting under the skin of the opposing team and sometimes his own offense in practice. But it is, but DK is absolutely a hothead when he gets shut down. If he gets shut down in his, in his mind, the answer for it is just to, is to start throwing punches, grabbing face masks and, and throwing tantrums. That's his, that's his way of dealing. And people still try to call him a good guy. He's not a good guy. Good guys don't have that those types of reactions, I will say. Not that I'm judging. <laughs> Not that I'm judging. But I will say, D- DK, it, when you say the word good guy, I would not think of DK Metcalf. And maybe it's because I'm a 49er fan. I don't care. <laughs> you call it what you want to call it. But uh, I'm not. I'm just not a fan. I've never been a fan of DK, and, uh, except for when I wanted to draft him. 
But thankfully, the 49ers did not do that, and they and they took Debo Samuel instead. Uh, but and, and we got Edgar ACO is a show a show. I'm gonna guess that's it's Seattle and and North can crying again. It's it's a beautiful thing. 49er bros and Ch- and Chanel, great proof, great game. Yeah, like man. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, 49ers, when everybody's healthy, and we had some scares in this game, Javon Hargrave uh, went out with a hamstring, Javarius Ward, I believe his was a hamstring as well, or a groin, and uh, and then there was somebody else that went down too in this game, But and I know that D'Amador Lenore got ejected, but it's... Yeah, it, it it was it was kind of touch and go there for a minute. I like uh, I wait. I was uh, I was really just wanting us to get out of this game healthy, especially once the game got out of hand. Uh, it was good to see Mason get some carries towards the end of the game. Uh, Seattle really did a really good job against our run. Our run, like I mean, I know that they that uh, they they let that they had the big long run in the beginning of the game, and then they gave up a couple of runs here and there. Debo got an end around. That kind of stuff, but for the most part, they bottled up the run pretty good. I think that they ended up with uh, what was it? I mean, Christian McCaffrey had 145 yards, but he had a 72. He had a 72 yarder off of 16 carries. So I mean, they did a really good job once later in the game. Once it got later in the game, and uh, because I kept calling for them to run the ball, and but then the 49ers took advantage of the fact that they were selling out against the run. And Purdy had all day to throw and to the tune of 368 yards passing. He did have two touchdowns. He did have the one pick and he took three sacks, but he had a 122 rating. And uh, yeah, and he he dropped. I mean, there was a couple of throws in this game that we got to talk about. All you dink and dunkers out there, (laughs) all you people that sit there and, and call Brock Purdy, a dink and dunk quarterback. It's all about his his guys. It's all he sat back there and threw a dime to George Kittle. He sat back there and threw a dime and threw multiple dimes to Brandon Ayuk. He sat that he sat back there and threw a dime, uh, just a drop in the bucket to Debo Samuel. It was it was air. I mean, he had his Air Force Ones on today. There was air yards for everybody. And he was just dropping it in the bread basket to all of them. They were pretty throws. And to the offensive line's credit, he had all day to throw on a majority of them. Uh, but he had a couple of plays where or a couple of throws where he had to get out of the pocket, move out of the pocket, and then throw across his body. Uh, to get it back to the middle of the field, he did a. He had a lot of high level throws, and I'm sure I cannot wait. <laughs> I cannot wait for QB School and for JT O'Sullivan. Shout out to them uh, and shout out to that channel. Uh, what I cannot wait to see the breakdown because Brock Purdy was a little rough in the beginning of the game, just like in the Eagle game. It was a little rough in the beginning. The play script was not working out so well. I don't know. I don't necessarily know if it was his fault per se, as much as I've been blaming Kyle's kind of play call in the beginning of the game. So, but I'll be interested to watch the all twenty-two and see whose fault it exactly was. But 
Thomas Larson came in the chat. Appreciate you coming through. Not the most beautiful game, but a W is a W. No truer words could ever be spoken, my brother. Like uh, it is, it was a great, it was a great game. It was a great game to watch, like uh, to to watch and know that the 49ers were never in danger of losing it. Because there was a couple of times where I should have probably been nervous when they went up 10-7. Like uh, I got, I got, a, I should have been nervous, but I was never nervous. I felt like the at the end of the day, the talent on this team was just going to overtake things, and the floodgates were going to open eventually. And the floodgates never really opened, but there was just too much. It was too much for Seattle. Uh, I'm going to beg for the for the Seahawks to stop putting Jamal Adams at safety and have him cover guys. <laughs> He's a linebacker. He's a linebacker. Use him as a linebacker. I mean. I mean, run a three, four if you need to like, uh, but Jamal, J- uh, that guy's, te- he's terrible in coverage. And I, and I don't understand how he can sit there and get upset with media members that call him out for the trash play that he, that he puts on tape. But here we are, here we are. Jamal Adams, terrible DK Metcalf crybaby. Like, I mean, and we can go down the list. The only guy that I have respect for on the on the Seattle Seahawks is Bobby Wagner. Because he is he is the one high character guy that I see on that squad. Oh, and Tyler Lockett. I like Tyler Lockett. I've always thought he was a good player. Uh, but in Jigba, now we know why the Seahawks p- picked you. He's 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 doing the uh the whole DK thing of poking people in the face, getting flags, just mad because you're getting locked up. Don't get don't get mad. Get open. Stop being mad and get open. Otherwise, shut up, get back in the huddle or get back to the sideline cuz you know it's going to be fourth down and 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 live to live to fight another day. Go be frustrated on your sideline. But it is what it is. The uh I did want to talk. So, mention Brock Purdy stats, 368 yards. And now we're on, we are on MVP watch because, and I know that he had a pick in this game. I'm going to be after this, after the show, I will be watching the the Cowboy and Eagles game. We are not rooting. I'm not rooting for either one of these teams, but I would like to see the Eagles win (laughs) or uh, I would like to see the Eagles lose uh, for obvious reasons, but I cannot in good conscience, I'm just a, a uh, careful observer of the game. And if it benefits, if the football gods choose to benefit the 49ers by giving the handing the Eagles a loss, I'm all about it. I hope that both teams look bad somehow and the Eagles just happen to lose. That's what I want to see happen because we're on MVP watch for Purdy. And I don't, because I don't think that they're going to give it to anybody but a quarterback, even though if you were going to do that, this would be the year because uh, the quarterbacks just aren't spectacular. The fact that Purdy can go out there and granted, Purdy is putting up the numbers. He is playing phenomenal for the 49ers. But at the same time, it it is, I mean, it kind of is what it is. Is Purdy your MVP? I guess he just doesn't look like an MVP, but at the same time, and we all know that he's the he's really the point guard of this offense, but at the same time, 
numbers are the numbers. And the, the NFL just doesn't just doesn't pick a non-quarterback. They haven't done it in a while. I don't think since maybe Adrian Peterson, maybe. I think. But they just don't do it anymore. So Ty, while Tyreek Hill probably deserves it, you could even throw CMC in there. Like uh, I, I don't, uh, I don't think that they have a chance of winning it. They're gonna give it to either Purdy or Dak, depending on how these guys play down the stretch. But 368 yards with the 122 rating and two more touchdowns to put on the board is not a bad way to way to continue it uh, to continue the hunt. You know, so. But let's see where uh, like, uh, let's talk about. So Christian McCaffrey ends up with 145 yards, uh, no touchdowns. And he had one. He only had one catch for eight yards now. And then on the flip side, Debo Samuel and Brandon, Ayuk both go for over 100. George Kittle ends up with 76. George Kittle ends up with a touchdown. Debo gets a touchdown. And, uh, but I mean, it was really the Debo and Brandon Ayuk show. They were getting open. There was nobody that could tackle. Like, I mean, in the beginning, I would, I said, I was, I was, uh, talking to this guy. I was like, you know, Seattle came to tackle today. And then somehow, some way Debo and Ayuk started getting open in space. And then it was just, they were off to the races. So it just turned into a track show. Hence, Debo Samuel gets 149 yards. Brandon Ayuk gets 126. Both average 21, 21 yards a reception. Uh, George Kittle, three catches for 76 yards, 25 yards a reception with a touchdown. So it's just, it's silly. It's silly at this point. Like, I mean, now on the flips, on the flip side, it was the Tyler Lockett show and nobody else could do really anything. DK had a touchdown in the first, uh, first quarter. And then we didn't hear from him again for the rest of the game. Uh, he had 52 yards, two catches off of five targets, Tyler Lockett, six catches, six targets. Like, uh, he had 89 yards, no touchdowns. So he was kind of an outlet, but the rest of them. Everybody else, I mean, Jackson uh, Najigba, four catches, 25 yards. That's terrible. And the rushing attack, I mean, Zach Charbonnet had the one long run. He had the 23-yard uh, run, which which helped his uh, yards. He was nine carries, 44 yards. They only got 70 yards as uh, rushing yards as a team off of 20 carries. So they averaged three and a half yards a carry. Not good. Right. And uh, Kenneth Walker ended up 2.6 yards a carry, eight carries for 21 yards. Uh, Charbonnet ended up with 4.9 yard average. So his was a little bit better. Christian McCaffrey today, 9.1 yards a carry. I mean, he had the long 72 yarder. Jordan Mason ended up with a five yard, (laughs) always ends up. I mean, he didn't end up with six yards a carry this time. I mean, but he ended up with five. Brock Purdy had two carries, seven yards. Debo had one for one yard in the touchdown. Uh, so Debo ended up with two touchdowns today. Thank you for my fantasy team. Appreciate you. Uh, yeah, like, and then Brandon Ayuk had the fumble. Sack-wise, Nick Bosa was 
was a gift a little bit of a gift and a curse today. He got he got stonewalled on a couple of he missed a sack entirely. He should have had like two and a half sacks in this game, but he ended up with a sack and a half. Uh, he now has ten for the season, which a lot of people were out there saying he needed to step up. Well, I mean, he stepped up since. I don't think he had a sack in the first like what couple of games, and uh, yeah, it was so now he's he's back on track. Uh, secondary, the fact the fact that the fact that Shavarius Ward could go out so early in this game and there was no drop off by the defense. Ambry Thomas, uh, the the touchdown that they gave up to to DK was perfect coverage. Ambry Thomas did a phenomenal job in coverage on that play. It was just a better throw. And, I mean, sometimes you just got to tip your hat. So, great job by Embry Thomas. Great job. D'Amador Lenore was very physical in this game. He should have had a couple of picks in this game, The uh, which had to frustrate DK even more. The fact that uh, D'Amador, they put D'Amador Lenore on him and and shut him down. Like, they shut him down. He couldn't get – now, granted, they were doubling him. They were doubling him. Jair Brown gets a pick. Uh, it was Jair Brown in right place at the right time. Uh, the, the the tackling did not look good early on by the 49er defense, by the way. But but they settled down, started getting in their groove, and then it was lights out. They were just being physical, pushing guys around like normal, which is why the, the, the Seattle receivers started getting chippy and started getting upset because they were getting shut down. And But, yeah, another dominating – performance by the by the defense as far as like just from a physical nate from a physical standpoint teams get tired of being pushed around teams get tired of being hit and not having anything to show for it when you're not getting catches and and uh and you're not getting first downs and you're not getting touchdowns but you're still getting hit on every play it wears it wears on you that's the that's the psychological part of defense that I think a lot of teams just are in a lot of fans just forget about. Uh, that's what I, I, I love the psychological part of the game. And when, if they do catch it, they've got to pay. If they touch that ball, they got to pay. They got to pay the toll. And like, uh, and they, the 49ers do an outstanding job of making teams pay the toll. That's, it was, it was a phenomenal game by the team. And, uh, as far as that aspect goes, like I said, 49ers got to clean up their penalties. They've got to clean up the penalties. It's they cannot. I'm going to be looking for a full bounce back in the next game. And uh, who else got a sack? Javon Kinlaw got a half a sack. Randy Gregory had a beautiful sack. And so we had Jire Brown get a pick. Fred Warner, the pick at the end of the game, they ended up getting DK. Uh, kicked out of the game, and why do they have Drake Greenlaw? Oh, maybe because they took it away. I don't know why they they put. They said they have two. That's just weird. And then Julian Love got his one off of Purdy, but um, but yeah, the special teams didn't kill him. But the Forty ers like uh, I. I don't know what they're doing with their their penalties. They ended up. Let's look at it. 
So they actually ended up with less penalties than the Seahawks. They had five penalties for 30 yards. Now, it doesn't sound like a lot, but it was always in inopportune moments that they would get a penalty. And it would kill a drive. 49ers should have had 40 points in this game. Should have had 40 points. But it was those, it was those inopportune penalties, inopportune just brain farts that would constantly that would kill them. And if I'm I'm telling you this right now, let me look into this camera. If Steve Wilkes, this is for you, Steve Wilkes. If you blitz one more time on third and long. I swear I'm gonna I'm gonna scream and I'm gonna do a whole diatribe. I'm gonna do a whole show about how terrible of a decision that it that has been. Every single time you do it, you give up a first down. I want to say I it maybe not every time, but it's always you have the worst timing I've ever seen it uh with your blitzes, and they're just schematically, they're just terrible. Teams are con- consistently waiting for them. I, I just don't, I don't understand the thought process when you have four thoroughbreds on those defense on that defensive line. Just let them loose. Stick your guys out in coverage and be done. There's no need to blitz. You can blitz the the occasional extra guy every now and then, but he throws sometimes uh, six guys. Come on, there's we shouldn't be playing cover zero. I'm sorry, we should. They're just to me. We should not be playing cover zero ever. There's no reason. And E dude in the house, appreciate you coming through, fam. That absolutely, we have no. There is if you go player for player, there is no comparison to any team in the league any team in the nfl there is no team in this nfl that can match up with 49ers player for player there is none so it's all about it comes down to coaching it comes down to scheme it comes down to the uh the game plan and kyle getting out of his own way on offense and steve wilkes not trying to reinvent the wheel and just letting his four guys go hunt and letting his secondary do which He's made such strides, which makes it more frustrating. He makes it, he's made such strides with this secondary. And Diameter Lenore, Ambry Thomas played like, I mean, we didn't even know, you wouldn't have even known Shavarius Ward was not in the game. So, with that being said, you don't need Jair Brown is playing phenomenal. Like, uh, you don't need to, you don't need to blitz, like, you don't need to manufacture pressure. You just don't. So I would love to see him just settle, settle, settle in. And maybe he will. Maybe he will. But I would love to see him settle in and stop with the random blip with that. Not even random because everybody knows when they're coming. He does a terrible job of disguising blitzes. The schematic is just terrible. So don't do it. Period. Steve, just don't do it. But all right, like I got a show to do tomorrow, but that's my instant reaction for today. Make sure you get the video a like, make sure that you give it a subscribe, make sure that you get the you get the bell so you get the notifications for when I go live and enjoy the victory. Tell a friend to tell a friend so we can be friends every day, every week. And 
so that we can talk about these about these things that we need to talk about within uh, 49er land. We want to I, I want to talk with you guys about the mental aspects of the game. I want to talk with you guys about the physical nature of this team, of the uh, what 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 a player is thinking when they get smacked trying to go across the middle. <laughs> like uh but yeah, like I said, I'm I'm going to be back tomorrow. I'll be back tomorrow with my full show and uh yeah. But enjoy enjoy the game. Like everybody needs to go. I know we're all going to be watching this Eagles and Dallas game so we can see if the 49ers gain any ground. But uh, I appreciate everybody coming out Edgar Thomas, uh, E-Dude, appreciate you. Uh, Keith Murphy, David McNiner, appreciate you coming through, bro. And with that being said, I am going to get out of here, but you guys have a good evening. Remember, don't forget I got the audio version. Share the audio, or audio version if you need to. All right? Go Niners.